Hey everybody, we're back. This is episode 89 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting next to me as always is my pal at the Quincy. What's up, peeps? So, uh, we're at the end of the year. The 2017, um, by the time you listen to this, 2017 will probably be over. Mm-hmm. You'll be listening to this in 2018, but we're still here in 2017. Uh, looking back on stuff, you know, that that's transpired over the past, you know, year and, uh, uh, and it's the best time to do it. You know, there's there's a lot that happened, um, obviously, but uh, I'd say it's been a good year for you know sports and pop culture and stuff like that. It's been uh, a pretty for us a pretty amazing year. Yeah, you know we've had highs and lows of sports teams winning championships and. Falling well below expectations and not making playoffs and all that stuff. And yes, and if you want all that, you listen to episode 88. We're not here to talk about sports. Oh, no, no, no. Put the bats down. Put the balls down. Put your Get your your uh, pocket, pocket protectors and your calculators because we are nerding out. <laughs> pocket protectors. Yes. There you go. Well... Again, it was an interesting year. There was, <laughs> I'm sorry, there was no transition. <laughs> there really was. Uh, my apologies. Um, look, there were some blockbuster movies once again this year. Uh, Do you want to start talking about movies? Yeah, because I, right. I mean, I saw three of the big, like four. Technically, you know, like, would you would consider blockbusters just because of what they are? Mm-hmm. Um, Justice League. Fell below expectations, and I think disappointed a lot of people. Do you want to talk about Justice League right now? Well, no, because I didn't see it. And that's I, what I'm saying. I didn't see it either, but that won't stop me from talking about it. Well, I, you know, I'm interested in your thoughts because I, you know, I haven't really, I can't really say I've been disappointed with a movie, especially like a superhero movie. Um, I mean, I've seen some pretty bad movies. Don't get me wrong, but when it comes to like the superhero action type movies. You know, I I, um, I go in for the entertainment, big explosions and all that good stuff. Uh, but I understand that people who follow the storylines and the comics <coughs> a lot closer than I do, um, yeah, I, I understand that there's a, there's some, you know, uh, it hits a nerve. And it's not just DC movies, it's Marvel movies and it's Sony Marvel movies and Fox Marvel movies and... You know, that happens, and and you're not gonna more times than not you're more times than not you're not going to uh, appease everyone. That's true. But uh, Justice League, I felt like just they, nobody was on on the same page. Nobody or everybody was on the same page that they just didn't like this movie. The problem for me with Justice League starts with Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. It's basically. Um, uh, I know. I believe we've had this discussion before. Batman versus Superman as a movie tried to do too many things. It's a Superman sequel. It's an introduction to uh, Batman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It brings in um, Lex Luthor, which might be the worst acting Lex Luthor I've ever seen. Well, it's not because he's been in the news for the last half of the year, but. Did you happen to see Kevin Spacey play Lex Luthor? Oh, about ten years ago, it and wasn't very. Great. It wasn't great, but it was better than this. At least that guy was 
was um, quote unquote evil. This guy was just loony. <laughs> it wasn't um, Jesse Eisenberg. That's right. Yeah, his Lex Luthor wasn't like. Okay, for me, I grew up watching the Superman comics, mm-hmm. Adventures of Superman, and the Lex on there was always calculating. He was always a step ahead. He could be charming when when necessary, but he knew going into a fight against Superman, he had to use his brain more than anything. Mm-hmm. Also, that dude was not white. That guy was mulatto. <laughs> let's, let's say that. But in here, it's a, I don't know. We're just kicking a dead, decomposing horse and bringing up Batman versus Superman. But that's really where the failures of Justice League started. It had to do so much and it just failed on every level. And for me, the movie Batman vs Superman, it was a movie that had a bunch of cool quotes that had nothing to do with each other. <laughs> um, so that going into Justice League, uh, it's just a disappointing. I don't care about the DC fans that say we're Marvel fanboys and we suck at the teat of, of Kevin Feige and we and we don't want DC to succeed because that's not true I want good superhero movies I think that should be the sentiment by everybody everybody wants to see everybody wants to see the best Batman movie on screen the best Superman movie on screen and you might argue we've already seen those like we've we've, only, we've already seen the best Batman movies we'll probably get with the Dark Knight trilogy and you know I'll always have the 1989 Batman you know I'll always have a place in in my heart for that movie as well um you know Superman the movie the original Superman from what 77 78 uh that might be the I mean that might Christopher Reeve still I don't think they'll they might not get they may never cast a a better Superman than than Christopher Reeve Mm -hmm. um so who knows? We like I said, we may have already seen the peak of those of those two franchises, um, where Marvel like they're constantly getting better um, because this is their first time putting all these characters on the big screen. Over the past twenty years, you know, we've we're just now seeing all these characters on big screen, and so they're <laughs> obviously benefiting from technology and benefiting from big names and creating big names. Um, and getting talented people to you know write and direct and star in these films, so those movies you know the Marvel franchise seems to only be getting better and and the reality is DC might have already peaked, and it's tough because there's you know they're still giving it a go they're still making Batman movies they're still putting Batman in movies they're still putting Superman in movies and it just doesn't seem to be working these days and that's a shame because those are the two most iconic comic book characters of all time, in my opinion. You know, Batman, Superman. Mm-hmm. Even people who don't know comics know Batman, Superman. Absolutely. And for me, the fact that they had a movie with Batman, Superman, one this movie, the Justice League movie, and it's not even going to break a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, worldwide, that movie came out, what, three, four, no, how long has it been? Uh... October, I believe. Or November. You know, I'm actually going to look Mid-November, I'm going to say. 
I'm on box office mojo trying to see Justice League, November 17th. Mm -hmm. Mid-November. So it's been out for about six weeks? Mm Mm-hmm. Seven weeks. And as a total, it's made $648 million. Worldwide. Worldwide. Man, that's tough. That's a lot. Didn't Thor crack a billion in like the first weekend? I don't know. (laughs) No. So uh, let's talk about Star Wars, which came out on December 15th. Worldwide has already made $953 million. Yeah. And... I feel like there's always going to be an interest in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, people, there's still enough fans who want to see another Star Wars movie made, and I there may not be. <laughs> you want to know how much money Thor's made? Over a billion, right? No, eight hundred forty-seven million. Eight hundred forty-seven million. Wow. But like with Star Wars, it's like I think I feel like there are enough fans that still want to see it. You know, Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. They want to see Rogue, the you know the the new Rogue movies, mm-hmm. uh, the Han Solo movie. Ooh. And uh, I say ooh because they're not they've been um, very disappointing reports coming out of the Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. uh, saying the script is a mess. They've had to hire an acting coach for the uh, lead actor. Wow. Basically, Disney's already prepared for this one, the bomb. Well, they've they've got enough cushion yeah, well, <laughs> for we'll that talk one. About Disney's money, uh, <laughs> money a little bit later. Uh, but but I feel like Star- people people are like with DC movies, it's like all they've done is Batman and Superman, and they're just starting to do Wonder Woman. But it seems like oh, I think most fans are at this point like oh, another Batman movie, another Superman movie. Oh, so you think there's like fatigue? Yeah, absolutely, I really do. You know. We, They've been putting out Superman movies for 40 years. They've been putting out Batman movies for now 30 years. Um, And they haven't, you know... And look, they've done the same with Star Wars as well. But they... Have you heard... They just, they struck gold with that first, the first one. And then the next two were great. Um, And then the prequel movies were not... But then people got excited again because they're not going back. They're moving forward and they're starting these new stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that piqued interest again. You know, we... Um, because we can have... Like, we can always have an idea of what... <coughs> how Anakin got to become Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of told throughout the first... The original three movies how that happened. So we kind of knew what to expect. But now going forward, it's like you don't know what to expect unless you really read the books and all that kind of stuff, which you know a lot of people don't. And there's an excitement. There's a you know uh, an intrigue as to what could possibly happen. And for me, episode eight, you know, th- that's the risk. It's the risk you take when you don't know what to expect. Because as much money as Episode Eight has made, which we've already said, what, $900 million in like three mm-hmm. weeks? As much money as it's made, whatever. For me personally, it it's not cracking my top five favorite Star Wars movies. I really, you know... It was okay. It was For me, it was just okay. Um, Where did it miss for you? 
there were there were parts of it that just didn't make sense. Um, when it comes to the suspension of disbelief, like yeah, you're, you know, you you're supposed to yeah. That's that phrase makes a lot of sense when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason, you know. That's that's what the whole idea of going to see movies is all about: the suspension of disbelief. But there were aspects of it that, that it just you still couldn't. You were, it still made me wonder, like, what? How? How can I possibly believe this could happen, or you know, happens, or whatever? You know, it was just too much. Um, and you know, the comedy or the the humor was cool. It was okay, but. You know, I, I didn't need as much humor as there was. And, um, you know, there's a report that Mark Hamill was not happy with his <coughs> portrayal of Luke Skywalker in this movie. And, and now reading that interview and looking back at the movie, I totally understand and I see I see his point of view and I kind of agree with, that, with the things he said. You know, Luke, or Jedi isn't supposed to be some sort of hermit. Isn't supposed to be some guy who's, you know, given up and... and uh, ready to accept that the you know the galaxy doesn't need Jedi anymore and stuff like that, you know. Um, all the way to the end, a Jedi should be strong with his or her convictions and you know have faith in in the the ways of the Force and uh, you know believe that that there is. That the force will always overcome, you know, evil. And he just didn't play that role. And, you know, I'm glad he came out and said he wasn't happy with that. Because I really wasn't, I really wasn't happy with that portrayal either. Um, and, you know, that's just one one thing. And December 26th. <clears throat> From Mark Hamill's Twitter, I regret voicing my doubts and insecurity in public. Creative, dif- creative differences are a common element in any project, but usually remain private. All I wanted was to make a good movie. I got more than that. Ryan Johnson made an all-time great one. Hashtag humble Hamill. Well, now he's just backtracking. And I don't agree. I don't believe he means anything he just said. Or I don't agree. I don't believe he... he um, I have a question. Why not? Because he said it. He said it without thinking. And now he says he's, he says it's wrong and he apologized. But for a guy who has made his career off of that one character over the course of 40 years you know, has, well, I, I can't say that because he's had, he's had great roles after that. But for a guy who appreciates that role as much as he has, has appreciated that role as much as he had for 40 years, uh, I, I, believe, I believe when he said he was frustrated and didn't like the, the direction that his character was taking. I believe when he says that I was not happy with how Luke how they had me written in this script, you know, this isn't the guy that I remember playing all that, all that long ago, you know, and I think that's okay to feel like that. 
I mean, if he wants to go back and retract whatever he said, you know, that's his right, obviously. But I feel like I think he took a lot of heat from it. Well, can I ask you this question as far as in the story of Star Wars? We talk about, um, you, you were talking about earlier about how Jedi is supposed, supposed to be, um, what did you say? How a Jedi master is supposed to be like well-trained and to control their emotions mm-hmm. and things like that. When did Luke finish his training? He finished it, uh, was it Return of the Jedi and the Dagobah system when Yoda died? No, no, he continued. When? After after Return of the Jedi. Who trained him? Yoda, Obi-Wan. We never saw that. No, but that's what they were telling you. Was but we happened. never saw that. What we saw was him leaving his training with Yoda, Yoda to go save his sister and Han on Cloud City. Mm-hmm. We never saw him finish his training. No, that was that was Empire Strikes Back. That was part two. And, okay, and Empire Strikes Back. We never saw his, him finish his training. If anything, we saw him. We tend- did in, in Jedi. Hmm? When Yoda died, in Return of the Jedi. If anything, we saw him tempted to go to the dark side when he was going off on his father with his lightsaber. But he was always going to hold back. He, he, his whole idea was that he wanted to save his father. So he, he wasn't, wasn't trying to save him when he cut off his damn arm and was swinging at him. <laughs> so let's stop acting like Luke was infallible. No. I mean, because the original, in Star that. Wars... The original idea was for Luke to fall to the dark side. The only reason he didn't is because all that marketing and toy money came in and Lucas changed. Oh, so now, okay, now we're crossing over from storyline to business and politics. Business controls everything. See, this is exactly... Money controls everything. We've talked about this. This is what I'm saying. 100%. And see, this is exactly why I don't get into these discussions. This is exactly why. Because... I'm just saying... When when did Luke finish his training? A hundred percent. Because we use we use logic for both sides. We use the actual real logic for like, oh well, you know, marketing said that this this action figure was gonna do really well, and it did. So we got to keep doing that, and we still have to, you know, we got to make a new one, and we got to make sure he stays a good guy because, and the whole Han shot first, Greedo shot first. Don't if you're listening to the show, don't ever. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise that don't anybody don't let anybody ever try to convince you that Greedo shot first. That's bullshit. We all know if you watch the original 1977 release, theatrical release, Han shot first. Don't fall for the the re-releases with the special effects, you know, to make Han the good guy the whole time. He he was uh, not a bad guy, but he was a, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a pirate. So he shot, don't, he shot first. I don't care what anybody says. I don't, I, I don't watch the Greedo scene, the, the, the new where Greedo shoots first. Screw that. You're very animated about this 100%. right now. A hundred percent. Because the only reason why they did it was to make him, to make Harrison Ford more likable, to make, to ensure that that character always was likable. It's like you were getting, the reason why he was likable in 77 was because he was a smartass. Because he, was, he wasn't a purely good guy. He was selfish and greedy and arrogant and a badass at the same time. A guy who could escape you know, the, the Empire 
you know, he could outrun their, their ships, you know, he could jump in a light speed, you know, and, and, and get away, and get away from the Empire. You know, that's what made that character likable. You know, and the fact that he was, he was brash, you know, and, and uh, so there was no reason to, to change that. To make it seem like he was this good guy who was defending himself, or you know, who was gonna be shot at first. He 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 was trying to get away from Greedo. He wasn't trying to you know negotiate with him. He was just going to I gotta get away from this guy. This guy he's, he's making trouble for me, and mm-hmm. he's got to go. Okay, you're mad as hell about that. <laughs> but this is why I don't talk about these things. I just said Luke wasn't in, isn't in Fireball. You went off on Han. Well, I don't agree. I mean, I don't agree that, or I agree that he's, you know, he's infallible. You know, I don't. He's not a perfect character. He's, um, but the way they portrayed him in this new one, you know, it, I guess it was just hard to, to uh, accept that you know he grew old and uh, and jaded, a jaded Jedi. Wouldn't you be jaded if you tried to create a new Jedi Order and they betrayed you? Well, you gotta watch the movie. I'm just asking. You gotta watch, well, you you gotta, you gotta watch the Last Jedi because that nece- that isn't what necessarily happened. We're sure the movie. Every, everybody but De Quincey and our friend John Civitello hasn't seen this movie. But I'm st- I still want to give spoilers because I want you to watch it. I want you to see. You know. You can spoil whatever you want to spoil. I've watched movies that have spoiled for me. It doesn't ruin my entertainment. Yeah, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody that may be listening. If anybody listening, it should already be. <laughs> right. I mean, it's been out for, what, three weeks? Three weeks. And right. made $900 million. Mm-hmm. But, uh, out of bill, y'all. Yeah. So, and then, uh, they're just... I think for me, it's just taking some getting used to this new wave of Star Wars characters of good guys and bad guys. Because it's like, it is kind of a letdown after Vader. It's like, where do you go from there? Like, where do you go from seeing the most, you know, like, the most intimidating bad, one of the most intimidating bad guys of all time. It's just this guy who wore all black, had a black mask. Had a black man's voice. Black man's voice. A, a very, very scary James Earl Jones voice. Or intimidating voice. Mm-hmm. Could choke you without even touching you. Um, and was just, was ruthless. You know? It's like, where do you go from there? Like, how... What kind of bad guy is next after that? Like, if anything, it's just going to be someone who's either a carbon copy or someone who's just trying to be too intense. And, you know, when you watch someone trying to do too much, it's just like, okay, I, I get it. You can you can tone it down a little bit. All right, so not one of your favorites. Not one of my favorites, but always, still always cool to see a Star Wars movie on the big screen. All right. I, I can't, I can't. Deny that. <laughs> now on to movies that we did both see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Which weren't many, because I think I only saw like two movies this year mm-hmm. in theater. 
Okay. Um, which were Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, saw both of those in the theater. I didn't see... Okay, so, but back to DC real quick. I didn't see Wonder Woman. Um, just, I just didn't take time. I didn't... I haven't seen Justice League. Uh, I, I didn't see Guardians 2 last year. I didn't see Doctor Strange last year. That was um, last year? Yeah. November of last year, May of last year. Or was Guardians 2 this May? I thought Guardians was this year. Oh. You're right. It was. I think it was May, and Spider-Man was in July. And uh, Doctor Strange was in November of 2016. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Guardians 2 is actually on Netflix, so I am going to watch that pretty soon. Um, I saw Spider-Man in the theater I saw Thor in the theater and both were incredible they were they were super cool fun um, and uh, I remember when I left the movie theater I texted you that uh, Thor Ragnarok might be a top 5 Marvel movie mm-hmm. I can't remember that I you said that I'm trying to think of what my top 5 would be that it's Give me a top five Marvel movies. Top five Marvel movies. Yeah, top movies. five. And no one get mad because it can only be five. Oh, man. In order or just no Just deal? five. Just give me five. Just five top Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America. The first one? The first Avenger. Okay. Uh, Captain America. <coughs> The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. That's three. That's three. That's three. I got two more. You Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And uh, huh, I'm trying to think which other one. Maybe I mean, the first Thor or either the first Thor or the first Avengers. And I'm pretty sure I'm missing something. I, I, I hate to think that I'm missing a movie, but I'll go with the first Avengers. Okay. Thinking about now, I have Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. uh, The Avengers, Captain America, Civil, uh, not Civil War, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Thor, three, mm-hmm. Thor uh, Ragnarok, and... I'm gonna go with Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Good choices. Like it's five. There can only be five. Yeah. It's I hard. Mean, there hasn't been a bad Marvel movie yet. I don't think. Yeah. I was. Talking? I did not like either of the first, the first or the second Thor movie. And you've railed before I did, I on like this podcast on Iron Man three. Have I? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't that great. You're right. The first, the second Thor and the third Iron Man movies, I, yeah, I, I didn't really care for those. Remember the Mandarin, not the Mandarin. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a long time ago. The Mandarin is not the Mandarin. That must have been early on when we first started doing the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spider Man Homecoming was was awesome. We may have talked about it over over the summer. I don't remember, but. It, it, was, it was it was fun. It was cool to watch. Um, it wasn't a total. I mean, it, it wasn't even an origin story like like we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Like we went into this movie with a guy who had already been bitten by the spider, mm-hmm. who had already been introduced to Tony Stark, and you know that tie-in was cool. And 
Uncle uh, Ben had been long go re- laid to rest. He had, and uh, I think seeing Michael Keaton on the big screen as a, in a comic book movie was pretty awesome again. Mm-hmm. And he was great. Um, there was just enough Iron Man in the movie to that it wasn't overkill. Yeah. And uh, uh, what was the name of his friend? Uh, the little the sidekick. Yeah, what was his name? I yeah, he remember. was fun too. He was he wasn't overkill either. He wasn't too much comic relief. He was he was funny, just enough funny to mm-hmm. like make it. You know, uh, he was funny enough to like make me like him. Yeah, you know, and he and he endeared himself. It wasn't His character like you were ready to kill him every time he popped up on screen. He wasn't just a complete... Bu- he wasn't a bumbling idiot, yeah. you know. He was... Yeah. He was actually helpful. Yeah. A man in a chair whose name I cannot remember. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to annoy me for the rest of the night. Uh, if only there were a way to, if to look it up. If only I wasn't lazy enough to actually look this up. You know what? You can look it up. Right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about as far as the movies? Uh, Thor Ragnarok was fun. Uh, it was, you know, um, it was cool to see Ned. Ned, Ned Lee. There we go. <laughs> Jeez. It was cool to see a movie with just like Hulk and Thor and them kind of interacting and being a buddy cop. Movie have their, basically have their own like adventure that, you know, wasn't going to tie it didn't necessarily need to tie in with any Avengers business for the you know for the mm-hmm. most part you know they were you know they trick they threw it in here and there but um, but it didn't uh, didn't feel like a, a, an Avengers movie it didn't feel like it was going to set up the next Avengers movie even though it kind of was it did at the end at the end but it, you know after after credits it held its own just as if you didn't even know that. If Infinity Wars is coming out next year, although it's impossible to know, right? But you know, they still there was still enough of a it was still enough of its own movie mm-hmm. to like not have to think about the next one. So well, yeah, I mean, those were really, I think those not were even thinking only about Infinity War beyond with you all. All I'm ready for is next one, Black Panther, which is what next month is in uh, January, February. February. So Black History Month, right around, around the corner, man. Are we gonna go see the thing? Me and you gotta go see it. I mean, I'm going to see it with my brothers. And by my brothers, I mean my peoples. Because <laughs> we have the first show and we're in there. You're only going to go see it once? Oh, God, no. Well, we'll go see it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get a viewing and we'll get mm-hmm. some people together or something. Sneaking in all the ribs and cornbread. It's going to be a, a damn a black Wait, family. Wait, I went in on that action. That sounds good. Black family reunion. <laughs> um, so let's move on to movies. Let's talk about television shows. What shows do you watch? Oh, what shows this year really grabbed your attention? Uh, the Punisher on Netflix, which I'm not done with yet. I'm still how, watching it. How far have you gotten through that? I think we've got three more episodes, three or four more. Because I haven't even started. I've I've been watching uh, Runaways on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's it's a very it's like a teenage drama yeah which I basically spent my entire life watching on like uh, UPN and CW and Fox so right. it's, it really hooked me um, as far as the runaways if you didn't 
uh, see like the Marvel tag or see um, Stan Lee. He had a cameo in one episode. Cool. If you didn't see that, you wouldn't know this was part of the MCU. It feels like it's on its own because it's in California. It it feels like it's in its own little world away from the rest of the TV shows and the movies. Okay. But it's, it's it's very entertaining. I like it. That's Even cool. I'd I'd never read about the Runaways except for the Wikipedia. After I found out the show was going up, coming on, but it's, it's pretty damn entertaining. That's yeah, I, I've heard good things about it. Um, the only thing Hulu does um, thing where they'll give you the first four episodes, and then every week they release a new one. Yeah, so I keep think, you. Yeah, so subscribed. I, yeah, I think they're in episode eight or nine. It's just every Tuesday it mm-hmm. catches me. That's cool. I, um, I mean, at this point, there's just too much. There are too many shows that I watch. Too many, not even shows. Too many comic book yes. superhero shows that I watch. I mean, I watch all the most of the CW mm-hmm. shows, but um, because you always used to get on me for not watching Gotham, I and I was Gotham. like, I can't watch Gotham. I mean, we I watched this all this. So we got the Runaways. For for me, I got the Runaways. Um, I knew I got Agent of Shield that just came back. Um, I kind of sloshed through the Inhumans. Whew, boy, that was a train wreck. Um, so, going on, we got the CW shows. Arrow, Flash, Legends. Am I missing one? Arrow, Flash, Legends. Supergirl. Supergirl, which I'm trying to catch up on. And then got all the stuff on Netflix. It's like, it's impossible for me to catch on a show that I can't care about. Yeah, I've given up on Legends. Oh. Uh, I didn't, I never caught on to Supergirl. Because it was on originally on CBS and it moved over to CW, and I just never took the time to watch the CBS version. Uh, so it's like I, I keep up on Gotham. I watch The Flash, Arrow. Uh, been trying to finish The Punisher, like I said, which I just whenever I have a free time to like turn on Netflix, I'll, I'll try and watch it. Try and watch an episode, and it's a really good show. It's there's a couple episode couple of episodes that are kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's intense at times. It's really intense at times. Uh, gritty, you know. It's it's the Punisher. I mean, what do you expect? It's it's a guy who is still out for revenge for his family getting slaughtered, and you know he's he is uh, he is as his name suggests. A, uh, well, not just him, but the guy John Bernthal is doing a great job as the Punisher. He's a great actor. Really, really good actor. I've been buying John Berthold stocks since I saw him in The Walking Dead as Shane. That's everybody. I didn't even know. Everybody keeps yes. saying, "Oh, he's from The uh, Walking Dead." And I I don't watch The Walking Dead. That was so the I... first time I saw him, and like, <laughs> I remember watching the first two seasons of The Walking Dead, being like, "I know that this is supposed to be Rick's story, but I will follow Shane <laughs> to the ends of the earth." That's how good an actor that that dude is. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I watched oh. Legion early at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. On FX, it was a, it was a, X Men. Uh, mm-hmm. Legion is the story of David Heller, um, yeah, Professor X's son. It, it was good. It was just, uh, I didn't finish it. I I think I missed the last two episodes, which is crazy because I invested a lot of time <laughs> into it. But it was just so different that it was hard to keep up with. Like it was, it was draining sometimes to watch it because you're trying to keep up and you know pay attention to really, really, really pay attention to what's going on. Um, so it was a little draining, just like because you, you know, your mind is really, really working 
mm-hmm. to you know keep up with this TV show. Oh, I gotta think. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And then another X Men show that I'm that I am watching is The Gifted. Oh Fox. yes. And it's really Again, good. another show I like the show. I've I'm only like three episodes in because I I run out of time yeah. to watch it. Uh, can we go back to the CW show real quick before we run through everything else? So, uh, why did you drop the Legends? Uh, it's, honestly, it was just because there's too much, too much, too much. There just wasn't enough time, um, and I had already invested in three seasons of Flash. Mm-hmm. Four going on five seasons of Arrow, and you know, Legends was just starting its second season. Like I, so I watched the whole first season. I watched some of the second season, and I was just like, "Well, I haven't invested as much time into that one. I can, <coughs> I don't mind giving it up." Because uh, we still have, you know, wrestling mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. One Night Raw, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Tuesday Night SmackDown Live, and you know, I don't even watch those live anymore. I watch them throughout the week when I have a free moment. You know, so it's just thank you Hulu and ninety minute watches. <laughs> Uh, but I was asking that because I've I've heard people complain that they didn't they quit on the legends because of the first season, and for me the legends uh, it's just like um, the Agent of Shield when they first started that first season is real slow because they're not sure what to do but the second season they get it right like for legends it's all about the first season is all about saving Rip Hunter's family and all that but the second season when they make Sarah Lance the captain. Mm-hmm. It really takes off. Once they relegate um, Rip into a side player, it's it really takes off. It's a goofy little show. They're like the nutcases of uh, the CW universe, the Arrowverse. Right. But it's fun and it's really good. They had a they literally had a sh- uh, episode where they go back in time and they find Vikings who are worshiping this. Um, Tickle Me Elmo knockoff toy, and the maid is God, oh my God. for like thirty minutes, and it was it was hilarious. It was fun, and I enjoyed it. But um, I understand why you don't watch it. No, it's uh, not that I didn't like it. I just uh, time register. You know, it's only so many times. So many I had to flip a coin and mm-hmm. it lost. Um, other shows, uh, Arrow is still it's, number one. Season four was awful. A couple of years, a year and a half ago, that was the one where. Damien Dark. Um, which is funny because Damien Dark, he's great on Legends. Right. But continue. And, I and there's nothing wrong. Like, he's a good actor and he's a good character and all. It just, I just feel like they didn't really know where to go with that story. Um, season five, man, it got good. And then the season six, <laughs> six has been really good too. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's got, it's good again. Like, mm-hmm. where season four, I was like, oh man, like, I'm, you know, this is, this is uh, you can only hope it's gonna get better, and you just gotta pray it doesn't get worse. I finally, I think I got know why Pete why the seasons, like you're talking about season four of Arrow was bad. Yeah. The last season of Flash was bad to me, and it's because the shows were trying to do outdo the other show what they do what they do best. The Flash Flash was trying to be too dark. They're trying to out Arrow Arrow. Mm-hmm. And Arrow was going into mystic magic and powers. They were trying to outflash the Flash. <laughs> That's why those seasons were terrible. Yeah. Once they got back to what they do and what's the core of their shows, like Arrow, to me, second best show behind Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. And The Flash, 
it bounced back from that from mm. that terrible we must save Iris at all costs season. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty rough too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I will admit. Um, have, speaking of agents, have you caught up? I've never watched it. What? I've never watched Agents of Shield. Here's the thing. I thank you for listening to the podcast. We're done. <laughs> Eighty nine episodes. It's over. That's it. Wow. I, oh, I um. I just couldn't get into like the, I just haven't gotten really into the Marvel shows outside of Netflix. Like Netflix and uh, the Gifted, really. Well, Gifted, Gifted Fox. Yeah, I can't believe. But again, you know, our trust is broken, man. I don't the, know how we come back to this. At the end of the day, a lot of it just boils down to time, time constraints, and just. Uh, what I've invested in already, and and sure, Agents of Shield was, I think, before everybody, almost mm-hmm. pretty close. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I just wasn't into superhero TV shows. Uh, but then once I saw The Flash and Arrow and stuff like that, after people had been telling me to watch it, like you know, people were like, "Oh, you gotta check it out! You gotta check it out!" I finally decided to check it out, and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm glad I, you know, I did." And also, it was, it was like. It was convenient for Flash and Arrow because, uh, or Arrow at least, because I binged watched like the first three seasons on New Year's Day 2015, I think. Like I was home for a couple of days and I just binged on them, you know. You did. I can't. So I was able to like Agent breeze Shield through them. Has been out here giving us hits after hits out here with this fire, with this heat. And you're just like, hey. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm disappointed. But there's I'm not mad. Of, I'm disappointed. Just disappointed. But there, there is plenty of good stuff out there mm-hmm. to hold you over in between movies, you know, the, the blockbuster movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of shows to go around, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's never been a better time to be a comic book fan, or yeah, because be a nerd. Yeah, because not only do you have movie you know you know good movies coming coming out but you also have really good television shows that come out every week okay ask a question i need you to be honest do you watch any shows that are not comic book wrestling or sports related uh new shows do you watch i'm talking about any shows yeah i watch the simpsons still i want oh old simpsons um i watch reruns of like the Office and Seinfeld mm-hmm. and uh, what other shows? Um, that might be it. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that is it. Okay. And Nathan, for you on Comedy Central, I'll watch that. Okay. That's hilarious. So, oh, and uh, Impractical Impractical Jokers, which is always I feel it's fun. So you want to get to the big deal? Big deal popping, little shit. Well, uh, while we're talking about movies and TV mm-hmm. shows and stuff, looking forward into 2018, mm-hmm. I mean, are you excited about all of the movies that are coming out next year? I mean, obviously Black Panther, yes. Mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Infinity uh, War. Infinity yes. Wars. X-Men, Dark Phoenix. Are you excited for that one? That kind of wraps up what I want to talk about in the um, okay Disney Fox. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into that. Sure. 
So it came out a couple weeks ago that uh, Disney will be buying certain 21st Century Fox assets for a cool $52.4 billion. <laughs> yeah. And basically it's everything except for like Fox News and Fox Business. They're going to get um, Fox Searchlight, um, Simpsons, um, Fox Broadcast and things like that. And um, I know, first off, the deal, even though it's a deal in place, it's not going to go through until at earliest December 2018. Mm-hmm. So... The movies that, the Fox movies that they already have coming out, like uh, Dark Phoenix, New Mutants, things like that, they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's no cancel on that. But uh, you, you brought up uh, Dark Phoenix. My thing is, I'm really excited for Marvel to get the, get the properties back as far as uh, the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Doom, Galactus and all that. Because I... I've completely turned the corner on Fox making X-Men music uh, movies. I used to enjoy it, and now I'm, I'm like, you guys don't understand what the X-Men are about. We saw together X-Men Apocalypse. Do you remember that scene where they went to go see the Star Wars movies? Yeah. I believe it was Gene, Cyclops. Jubilee. And, uh, wasn't Kurt there, too? Yeah. So Kurt is a you know, Nightcrawler. He's a blue mutant. What is the biggest thing about the X-Men? Like, their their entire lineage, their history, everything. They save a planet where the people hate them. Mm-hmm. How can you have Nightcrawler out there walking in broad daylight and not have at least one person yell... Drawing some attention. No, there's nobody yelling, calling him a mutie or throwing anything at him. Like, the X-Men are supposed to be feared, but they still do their job. Mm-hmm. And, like... I've read a synopsis of the next movie. It's like, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, like they're like a, a national phenomenon. They're on Time magazine, and everybody loves them. And ba- and that causes Professor X to be- get cocky and send them off into some space mission, yada, yada. I'm like, that's not the X-Men. Their history in the comic books has been, no matter how many times they save the Earth or how many people they save, People still hate them. Mm-hmm. So you're looking, you're looking for Marvel to to uh, get consistent again with basically line it up like it, how how it is in the comic books. Mm-hmm. They they save the world, and no matter how much good they do, people will, are still gonna hate them because the X Men. And and to a small part, same part the 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 brotherhood of evil mutants, it's basically the civil rights era. Right. Um, Professor X is Martin Luther King, and Magneto is Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And which is based is a um, just like um, Martin Luther King believe Professor X thinks if you do enough good for these humans, eventually they'll come to your side and they'll love you, and just like Malcolm X, Magneto believes there's, they're never going to love us no matter how much we protect them. We need to take it by force, by any means necessary. And I feel like the way Fox makes their movies, it just cheapens that idea. Okay, I see. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think whenever Marvel gets the property back, they should keep the universes separate. 
They have to. They, like, because there's no, there's no way you can't explain. Like I just said, the mutants are hated and feared because they're the, because basically they're the next, they're the evolution of humans. They're what comes next, and you know, human beings can't control it, so they're afraid of it. That's why they hate them. Mm-hmm. So you can't just have the mutants just pop up on, you know, the MCU on Earth, whatever number it is, <laughs> MCU number is. You can't just have them pop on Earth and everybody be like, oh, that's okay, that's fine, because. People are okay with Iron Man because he he made his suit, Captain America because he he's a symbol of what he, of America and things like that. And basically, anybody else who got their powers through an accident or they built them themselves, humans are afraid of mutants because they are the next step in evolution. Right, it's a genetic mutation. Exactly, you can't bring that MC with. You cannot bring Magneto, a survivor of the Holocaust. Into the MCU in 2018, 19, and just just say, oh, he's been here the entire time. Because there's no way Magneto would just stay underground for sixty some years and not do something to protect his people. If mutants, if you're saying, oh, mutants existed the entire time, they've just been underground. So you're yeah, okay. Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't stay consistent with any of the universes. Mm. Like, it just doesn't... Yeah, there's no way you can combine them. <coughs> and I think that's how it should be. I think for right now, until they... Re- after Infinity Wars, after they start to reboot everything, mm-hmm. then you... Then you can implement... You can insert the X-Men. Mm. But not not in the current universe or the current... You know, the uh, the current climate of the Marvel movies, and because you're just ultimately you're just throwing them in there mm-hmm. just to throw them in there. Now on the flip side, the Fantastic Four, you can put them in in the next Avengers movie, Avengers Four. You can explain it like this, because I've heard this on a podcast I I love. They made them. We're basically they're four. Um, Explorers, travelers, scientists, four scientists. They're investigating one of the affinity stones. They're investigating, um, which one is it? The space stone. Basically, they're investigating it. They're playing with it. It zaps them away to another planet. Another, And, you know, they get radiated there. And then during Avengers 4, while Thanos has the stone, something goes wrong. And it zaps them back, zaps them back with their powers. That could, yeah, that's a good time, and that's a good way to introduce them. And then stage, what are we? This is three. Yeah. So stage four, you're setting up Doom. You're bringing in the Silver Surfer and the big bag. Big bad is Galactus. Galactus should just come out and wipe everything out. If you really want to tie everything up. Mm. Because and then start over. Just Galactus. Nah, I don't is... think they're starting. I think they're they're going to kill off some characters, but the next generation of Avengers going to be guys like Black Panther, Spider Man. That's going to be the next. Yeah. So who do you think is going to get killed off? That's oh, that's I think the the whole Fox or uh, the whole yeah the whole Fox uh, Disney buyout is going or Disney Fox buyout. I mean that's just. It's mind-blowing because there's so much money 
mm-hmm. an infinite amount of money involved that we'll never comprehend, that we'll never see, you know. In our wildest, wildest dreams. Right. And 52 billion with a B. All it's doing is just, it's, you know, it's bringing things together. It's, it's taking out this one company. You know, it's this one company that's starting to engulf everybody mm-hmm. and everything. And Disney at this point is just printing money every second. I mean, they're, it's an infinite cash cow mm-hmm. at this point. Um, it's too, there's too many franchises involved that make it too successful. It, it, Disney's not going anywhere for a long time. Um, so the merger itself is, you know, it, it's very interesting. It's, uh, it's good for movie fans. Um, it's a little interesting to think about in terms of, you know, a company monopolizing the market, you know, stuff like that. But that's like, from that's an economic, that's like a, an economics and ethics type of debate, you know, whatever that is, you know, whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, so for this particular episode of this particular podcast where we're geeking out, the real true main big most important question is <laughs> who are they killing off? Who who are the original that they're gonna who which of the originals are they are they killing off to make room for Spider Man and Ant Man and Black Panther? Alright. Before we get that I wanna rant real quick. About people who comp- who are complaining about this deal saying it's going to result in less movies and Disney's going to put out less content because they're eating up a uh, a huge uh, rival. They're they're gonna it's gonna only, only allow them to put out more content. Here's the thing, Disney has a streaming service comes out that's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. No, not next year, 2019. You know what they need on that streaming service? Content. Thank you. You know what else Disney has now? They now, with when this merger goes through, they will now control 60% of Hulu. Mm-hmm. You know what they'll need to put on there? Content. Exactly. So here's what's going to happen. Disney isn't going to stop putting out things. What they're going to do is what Netflix just did with this, this bright movie that just came out. They're going to put out these movies that people don't watch, like, like Fox Searchlight mm-hmm. puts out. They're going to use... You're going to use that and put those movies on streaming services so more people can see them. Because more people will watch a bad movie or a critically acclaimed movie or a small indie movie at home than they will getting in their car, driving out to a movie theater, and paying 12 to 15 bucks a ticket. So Remind me again, in Civil War, did Bucky Barnes die? No. There you go. You got to... Your next Bright is a Bucky Barnes movie that... You or, probably wouldn't be able to put in the theaters to make or a Or you can do a um, a Hawkeye miniseries. So something with the smaller guys. Or what you could do is find uh, these up-and-coming uh, characters like Miss Marvel mm-hmm. and give them a series. Wasn't well, she getting a movie already? Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel's getting one. Miss Marvel is the... Oh, it's a different character. Miss okay. Marvel is the uh, Muslim-American chief... Oh, stretches right, and uh, things like that. But basically what I'm saying is the content isn't going to stop. They, they have avenues that they need to fill. And 
Another thing I'm tired of seeing about is people going, oh, well, Disney, they're, they're going to cut down on Deadpool and they're not going to make any more R-rated movies. And I'm like, shut up. You know what Disney loves? Money. You know what Deadpool did? Make money. So that might, but that might be your only R-rated movie. Franchise. How, how many, we were just talking about this earlier. How graphic and violent is Punisher? How violent and... There and the sex scenes mm-hmm. and the rest of the Netflix things are those coming over? I'm not sure, I believe so. Because Disney, the deal with Netflix, it doesn't end until after 2018, so that might move over. But I'm saying Disney and Marvel, they've already done things that you wouldn't think about being violent, being gratuitous, being sexual. Mm-hmm. What makes you think they're gonna stop? With Deadpool 2 being rated R, why would they not let that be rated R? Like, give me a valid reason besides it's Disney. I can't think of one. I really don't care because I, I didn't... That didn't concern me, like, that issue. And I was, people were like, oh, this Disney, they're going to yeah. make it you're all... Talk, you're asking the wrong guy, unfortunately. Disney, <laughs> Disney's going to make it all kid-friendly. Shut the fuck up. Go watch... Watch The Punisher. What part of that is kid friendly? Yeah. Literally, watch watch Jessica Jones. It is a woman dealing with basically being kidnapped, uh, sexually abused, mentally abused, and dealing it with alcohol and sex. What part of that is kid friendly? How many goddamn times did they say the word nigga and uh and Luke Cage? What part of that kid friendly? It's like people make these stupid arguments and hold on to them with all the evidence in the world that goes against them. They're going to make it kid-friendly. Shut the fuck up. Disney's going to make money. Well, maybe those people aren't considering those properties because they look at it as they look at it as a Netflix show and not a Marvel show. It still, it still is. It still is. It still is. But what I'm saying is they don't see it that way. It's on Netflix. It's, yeah, it's Yes, on, the title, it shows Marvel's... Netflix, Daredevil, sure, it says that, but people don't still don't see it that way. So that's where they get well, those. Well, then they're damn idiots. Because let me tell you, <laughs> if Disney saw, the Disney execs saw those Netflix shows, they saw Punisher, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Suffer Through Iron Fist, they saw all that and they didn't say anything, they let those shows go through, then they're fine with it. Because if they had a problem with it, they would have changed the shows. Because they're the boss. Yeah. I man, I just hope that they don't pull those shows off Netflix. Because I don't want to have to subscribe to another streaming service. You know, I got Netflix. That's all I really need right now. I don't need much more. I have Netflix, and thanks to Sprint, shameless bug. I have Hulu, so I'm fine. And if Disney comes out with something else, and we're gonna we're gonna roll with that. And at the same time, the people that do make a big stink about (coughs) R-rated Marvel movies and characters and stuff like that, it's like, who cares? At the end of the day, do you really need, I mean, you you got Deadpool already. Mm -hmm. You got that movie. And sure, it may not be as cool, I guess, 
to see a, a PG thirteen. And it's not. Like, and you saw Deadpool, right? I haven't. And oh, you haven't? Haven't. Oh, I was about to. Say. It's R rated. What about no? No, no, no. No, I just want to say it's R rated because of one scene in the uh, movie. There's one scene, and do you want me to tell you about it? Sure. It's, Basically, when he's with his girlfriend, they're having sex, and there's a, a pegging scene where she's pegging him. Okay. That's basically the one damn scene that's already in the entire movie. <laughs> if you take that out, that movie's PG-13. And it's still a good movie. Yeah, so it's like, it's not a big deal. Why do you even... I mean, if, unless you want to see... If you want to see people get shot fucking in the head, dumb. That's cool. Like, I don't mind watching The Punisher, but I don't watch it because it's R-rated or it's, you know, TVMA or whatever. Because it's a good... I mean, it's it's... But I guess maybe, I mean, that's what makes the Punisher the Punisher, is that, excuse me, gratuitous violence. But, but at the end of the day, then, you know, and if Marvel, if Marvel doesn't, or, if, yeah, Disney doesn't want to do it, then guess what? Don't watch it. <laughs> Ultimately, it's a matter of mm-hmm. watch it or don't watch it. Exactly. That's, it can't be any more simpler than that. It's... And it shouldn't be any more difficult than that. Watch it, don't watch it, shut the fuck up about it. There you go. Because you know what's always free? Shutting the fuck up. <laughs> Stay's beam is free 99 every day. So, to answer my most over. important question of the day, yes. it's that I don't know if you're ranting just because you had to get the rant out or you I just or trying I was to thinking circumvent about, the question. No, I was thinking about that rant on, <laughs> in the car on the way here. Uh, but okay, so who's going to get hemmed up in Avengers? And both oh, between you say both hemmed up. Is hemmed it, up. Uh, is that who who's about to be up out up out the paint? Hemmed up. Is that a is that a who who are we a going? Who you think it could be? Who we're gonna be singing boy old boys the men? Who we're gonna be singing singing you at the crossroads to at the end? If, are we talking? Yeah. Do you want the end of Avengers three or four? The Avengers right. series. Whatever, right. However. It goes. All right. All right. So we're gonna say who's up out of here. Do you want to go first or you want me? I'll let you go first. Okay. Tony Stark, up out of there. Tony Stark and his $50 million per movie deal. Up out of there. Even though they can afford to pay it, no company wants to pay $50 million to anybody for a movie. But, yeah, he's gone. Chris Evans, up out of there. Steve Rogers, gone. Really? Yep. I guess so. I think they're going to do, they're going to follow the comic book. Sam Wilson. Taking over? Time out. Oh, let me talk about that real quick. Hold on. So, end of the uh, the first Civil War, Steve is shot. He's killed by uh, crossbones, I believe. Well, not killed, killed, but they think he's dead. And the shield goes to Bucky. Why did it go to Bucky in the first place? At that time, he was just coming out of being a Russian operative. It should have went to Sam Wilson at that time. Well, I think they'll make amends for it now in the movie because uh, Anthony Mackie's Falcon has been very likable. It's been a good character. That's cool. I'm just mad. The brother should have had the should have had the shield. By that time, he'd been uh, Captain America's partner for about 25 years. He should have got the shield then. And another thing. The new Falcon book is terrible. <laughs> That's a shame. I wish because I wish uh, what's his name Nick Spencer 
wrote both Captain America book when it was Captain America Steve Rogers and Captain America Sam Wilson mm -hmm. and then he wrote about he wrote Secret Empire and all that was excellent and then I don't I know it's because they want one Captain America Sam gives the shield back to Steve at the end of uh, Secret Empire he goes back to being the Falcon first off his suit was terrible I hate his suit his new suit with all my heart and soul and the the Falcon book book might be the worst thing imaginable, because you have you read it? I have not. No. Uh, I can't even find, but it's written by I don't, I don't remember the guy's name. It's a black author, and he used to write for the Boondocks television show, and you can tell because Sam has a partner, a young black kid uh, going by name codename Patriot. And every goddamn thing out of his mouth is a pop, is a pop reference. Um, they're they're in Chicago and there's a fight. There's a riot breaks out. And he's like, "Oh, it looks like there's twelve uh, Wu Tang clans down here." Oh God! And <laughs> so not even, he has a shield. Not just not pop references, but outdated yeah, pop. Reference. He has a shield. It's like it's a shield slash. Um, it kind of resembles the uh, red wing from the movies. Mm -hmm. And he throws it, and he calls it Rihanna. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> if, there, if it was a white person writing this, we would all say this is a racist piece of shit. But we're letting this guy pass because he's black. But it is terrible. It is a waste of time. I've read three issues and had to drop it. Mm -hmm. Usually I try to give a, a comic the first arc to catch me. But it's just... <laughs> I was done. <laughs> oh, God. I am so mad now. Um, okay. Uh, I said Captain, America, uh, Captain Steve Rogers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Hawkeye up out of here. Yeah. I mean, if he hasn't already gotten his own movie by now, like, what's the point? Uh, let's keep going. Do, 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 do. I'm looking at the cast. I'm trying to see. Uh, it looks like Vision's about to be up out of here. Mm -hmm. They were tearing that damn stone <laughs> from his head in the trailer. Um, who was it? Maria Hill up out of here. Maria Hill? Yeah. Who's that? Maria Hill. She's the underling of uh, Director Fury. Oh, yeah. Uh, Col okay. Colby Smulders. Yeah. She's up, she's up out the paint. Uh, let's see. Jeez, I'm looking down this. It's like, who else do you think dies? Rhodey. I think you're gone too. Well, oh, Machine, I think you're out the paint. What? I think Rhodey and Iron Man up out the paint. The Iron Men are gone? They're both gone. Well, then, what do you do for Iron Man? Hmm? I think you keep Rhodey and. Well, here's the thing you can do with um, Tony Stark. Mm hmm. Have it where he downloads his conscience, conscience, and uploads into a new body, so you recast him as someone younger. Okay. Yeah. Because in the comic books right now they have uh, Riri Wilson, I believe her last name is. But basically, she has the Iron Man suit. Her na her name's Ironheart. Mm -hmm. But um, in Civil War Two. Uh, what's his name? Tony was fighting Captain Marvel 
and basically she whooped his ass and put him into a coma. But before the fight, what he did, he downloaded his consciousness into an AI and gave it to Riri. So, comics are weird, man. Yeah, they two. kill off your people, the people to change it, and then bring them back. For so that at illusion this point, change. at this point, it's like they're they're going to get rid of a lot of the original characters to make way for the newer characters that have been introduced into the movies, mm-hmm. and at the same time, introducing the newer storylines that the newer generation of comp the current generation of comic book fans mm-hmm. reads right now you know like Miles Morales and you know Miss Marvel and, and those types of characters and storylines um, but the problem with that is those the people that we just talk about Miles Morales uh, Miss Marvel and even young guys they really they don't have storylines I mean Miss Marvel has been around for three four years I think Miles has been around for about eight well, that's they don't have the, the history that, you know, someone like Tony Stark or Peter Parker have. Right. Well, that's where you can do TV show or streaming shows and movies and stuff that that introduce those characters um, and don't take a big risk. I mean, it's not a huge risk to make a, a Miss, like I said, a Miss Marvel movie or TV show on a streaming service where... You know, hundreds of million dollars on at stake. You know, if people don't watch it, well, at least it's there, and you know, it's an option for people to eventually get to. Um, and then it gives them to reference material to go back and look at if, if they do include her in a, a feature-length movie. You know, with in, a, in an Avengers movie or you know whatever it may be. So, you know who else might be gone? Looking at this, Gamora. Gamora. I'm trying to think. Zoe Zaldana. Oh, okay. Ooh, man. It's either going to be uh, Nebula or Gamora. Thanos is killing one of his daughters. Okay. Yeah, so it could, yeah, it could be Ms. Zoe. Or Mrs. Zoe. Ms. Zoe. Yeah. I think um, Gamora dies. Nebula basically gets emotional and stays on the Guardians to uh, what's what I'm looking for? To honor. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm just speculating. <laughs> it's your turn. Well, I, I think you in terms of the I, I wasn't going I didn't plan to go as oh, deep as you did. The collector about the paint. Okay. Nova Corps. They gone. Because when Thanos walks through that portal <laughs> he already has the Power Stone. So that's not that's not bold well for the Nova Corps. They up they are all the way up out the paint. They in, they ain't even the arena. They gone. So I wasn't planning on going as uh, in depth as you did. Look, the only person I know for sure survives is Tashala. Yeah, he's that's got it. to. I mean, he's uh, there's room for sequels for him. Now. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's had their time. Now it's his time. And that's a great character to continue with. But in terms of the big main characters, I think Tony Stark, uh, I think now I'm more convinced about that uh, Steve Rogers will be gone. Uh, Hawkeye. 
you reminded me about because that. I believe um, what's his name uh, the, the guy who plays Steve Rogers uh, Chris Evans his mm. contract is up after the, uh, the fourth one okay I'll go another one. I'll I like how we pick money reason to get rid of Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Yeah, well, Tony, Tony makes I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. makes yeah. too much damn money. I'll I'll throw in um, uh, Natasha Romanoff. Mm. I think you can make a case for her to be gone again, the, and especially characters these big characters. Mm. I mean, Natasha Romanoff is a big character. She's been in multiple movies. Uh, Hawkeye has been in multiple movies. The fact that they haven't gotten their own standalone movies, kind of by now after ten years, kind of makes them expendable <coughs> for the stories for the next wave of you know storytelling for this for the company. The only reason I didn't pick uh, Natasha is because she, it'd be great for them to have another female lead heading into the stage four. And give her own movie finally. That's why when I was weighing it, I went with Hawkeye today. Because we're honest, she should have died in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if if it hasn't happened by now for them after this many years in movies, I I don't see it happening. Okay. And uh, I think it gives... I just feel like Marvel listens to to their, their fans as far as it comes to issues of diversity and things like that. And people have been... Asking for a Black Widow movie for years now. I think mm-hmm. they'll get they'll finally get around to it. Well, you mentioned a female lead, and Look, even they if, are, they're doing that with Miss Marvel, with a Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel, and even if she dies, they could do a a movie with her and basically look back at her Russian past. Sure. Um, another person I think is safe, Stephen Strange. Yeah, he's just getting started. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. You know who, if they, who if they kill would make me walk out of the theater? Bruce Banner. Nope. Star Lord. Nope. Uh, T'Challa, of course. Well, yeah. Besides T'Challa, besides T'Challa, grouped. Oh, uh, yeah, I can see that. Be walking out like, nah, fuck this, Marvel. This ain't the way it's supposed to go. It's. Uh, I'm interested to see where they take it going forward, and where you know. What characters. They, they you know. What new characters they begin to introduce, um, what characters start to get their own movies. Um, well, we know who's not going to be in the movies. None of the people from the de- the um, Marvel. Uh, the Netflix shows. Netflix shows, yeah. And nobody from Age of Shield. Just yeah. because it's impossible to do it's it has nothing to do with uh, with not wanting them on the movies. It's just It's not enough room. No. It, there's no time yeah. to get them from the T V shows to the movie studios. Yeah. They're talking I listened to a podcast we'll talk about I'll talk about later. They're explaining how the crossover they did for um Crisis on Earth X the reason it worked so well is because they're, this was the first year they all had everybody in the same production studio. Mm-hmm. And even then, they had travel issues, uh, scheduling conflicts that they yeah. had to overcome. And that's, you know, that's four shows that are all within the same group. Now, and now you're talking about 
you know, the Marvel movie movie studio, Disney, and then, you know, television, television production is, they're not even as far as scheduling syncing up. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the same galaxy. And also, you know, you're doing TV, you're doing 24, 26 episodes. You're filming eight months out of the year. Yeah. You need time for yourself, man. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't need to see everybody on the big screen right now. There's uh, there's plenty of time still, you know. I'm on Wikipedia. Although uh, the fourth film was beyond, beyond Chris Evans' initial six-film contract with Marvel, which would have ended with Avengers Infinity War, Evans agrees to appear in the film because, quote, it makes sense it's going to wrap everything up, unquote. He did. <laughs> that's his saying. That's his goodbye letter. His goodbye speech. Two other people who are going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott. Yep. Scott Lang and um, what's her name? Hope Van Dyne. Mm-hmm. I can see them killing off Loki. Mm-hmm. Loki or Thor, but more likely Loki. You think so? Yeah, he's had a good run too, and he's popular enough to anger a lot of the fans. When they did it, they would, you know, it cause. It, it. You still need some controversy. Mm-hmm. You can't appease the fans always. Also, save Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking at the the list of who's in uh, the fourth one. They still don't have a name. Part two, isn't it? No, they changed that. Oh. Because originally it was Infinity Wars Part One and Part Two, mm-hmm. but then they changed Part Two to just Untitled. Okay. Uh, who else to say? Do do do. Oh, not say, but they're gonna have happy. It's going to be in the fourth one. And um, Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's cool. Huh? I'm trying to think. They're just there. Uh, for me. They could easily be killed as well. <laughs> All right. Anything else as far as this mega deal? No, I think that's it, man. It's, uh, like I said, there's a lot to... There's a lot of time. There's a lot to look forward to, um, and it's all. It, it is really interesting to see. Uh, to see what tough decisions are going to be made. All right. So last thing we'll talk about mm-hmm. um, for the end of the year, we talked about. Oh, we can talk about music Qu- real quick. What was your favorite album this year? LCD LCD Sound System American Dream. Okay. Listen to it. It's really good. Okay. Mine was Jay Z's four forty four. I heard it was great. It was great. That was hard because it was either that Kendrick's Damn, Damn. or uh, SZA's Control, which was really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, listening to a man like Jay Z, his music just—that's the—he still got it. it, it it's a shock. <laughs> I don't think of like for me in the rap game. Once you get into your mid thirties, it's over because you don't have 40s. that. Uh, yeah, you don't. Once you get old, once you become rich, you don't have that fire that you had in your twenties to drive you from being poor. Mm-hmm. So, but 
I guess cheating on your wife and almost losing Beyonce is enough to come back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So pick up your phone. We're going to go through and name some of our favorite podcasts oh, from man. this year. They're not ours. I uh, don't have any downloaded. I delete oh, them all quickly. dead to me. But, I mean, I listen to frequently. The most I listen to is Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, I'll listen to WTF with Mark Maron still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still listen to those. Um, not as often, but if there's a, there's an interview that I really, really want to listen to, I'll, I'll <coughs> tune in. Uh, some wrestling podcasts here and there. Um, Do you listen to uh, wrestling podcasts? Cheap Heat? The Mass Man Show? Yeah. And... Uh, but, like, this year I hadn't really listened to a lot of podcasts. I kind of stepped away from listening to podcasts because I would uh, just try to listen to more music this year, mm-hmm. like at work and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, but I, you know, there's so much out there that yeah. I do want to get back into it and start kind of uh, checking and, and kind of. Not just listening for entertainment anymore, but also to kind of, you know, expand my viewpoint. Not viewpoint, but like, learn something. Mm-hmm. You know, get something out of it besides entertainment. Like, let's let's learn something that I didn't know yesterday. Okay. I'm going through my list of podcasts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's start with... As far as po- oh comedy as well, uh, congratulations yeah. with Chris D'Elia, stand-up comedian. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. There are like a couple in here I just started listening to this year, and I'm really happy. I have a few of the old the old standbys, like uh, of course the Bill Simmons podcast, mm-hmm. um, Cheap Heat. You just talked about the Mass Man. Uh, let's see what else is on here. That's all. Ringer MLB show, Ringer NFL show, basically most of the Ringer things that are not pop. Um, uh, bleh, I forgot the word, pop culture. Mm-hmm. Damn, you were not helping there. <laughs> I'm waving my hand like, what's the word? You're, you're like, oh, look at me, phone. I'm trying to look and see if there's any other ones that I listened to this year. Um, the Tony Kornheiser show, always hilarious. Um, as far as new ones, I started listening to this year. Um, two that are Houston based Lima Time Time okay I've heard that's good yeah they're good and one I just started um, listening to within the past couple of weeks because a friend of mine was a guest on there it's called The Chicken Social mm-hmm. another Houston pod- podcast these guys are hilarious um, podcasts that, that I miss will be the Bomani Jones show mm-hmm. that's here He's no longer doing his radio show. He's going to have a TV show with uh, Pablo Torre. Hopefully, there's going to be a, a podcast that will put out like once a week. That's good for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Big ups. Um, Jenkins and Jones. That's the black podcast. I think you can't listen to that. <laughs> um, and moving on, um, after the election, I kind of gone into the... to, to uh, Liberal podcast. This is the guys. Uh, Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pod Save America. Pod Save the World. Pod Save the People. And love it and leave it. Basically, a bunch of white guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I enjoy it. Um, what else? Oh, and the MTR Network, Movie Trailer Reviews Network. Okay. Um, they have shows like um, the UD Pod, Unit NAS Decision of Pod, which is about sports. Uh, one of my favorite ones, the Character Corner, which basically they they pick a character uh, from uh, DC and Marvel, break down the entire history. Uh, Marvel is a lot easier than DC because DC doesn't have a goddamn unlimited <laughs> where you just go online. And uh, the one I listened before I got over here was uh, where is it? Super Recap Tuesday. Um, they recap um, basically all the comic book shows like Shield, Flash, Arrow, and oh, really that's yeah, cool. Yeah, and I was just listening to their mailbag where they were talking about. Uh, let's see. What's that? Basically, the uh, they talk. They're talking about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Their top ten list of comic book series, and talk about Marvel canceling books. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting read. Um, the guys, Chris and Deepom, I just I'm I'm a huge fan. I've been following them on Twitter for a while. I finally got to listen to their podcast, and I've been hooked ever since. So I would say that the MTR trailer. Uh, sorry MTR MTR Network Chicken Social are my big and uh, Pod Save Save America are the ones that basically every day at work I listen to this but part of the reason why I don't listen to a a lot of other podcasts as well is that if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast it goes just depends on who he's Mm -hmm. got it goes anywhere from right at 60 minutes to damn near four hours, mm-hmm. it just depends. I mean, I've I've listened to four hour podcasts and yeah, so it takes up half of my day, mm-hmm. and I don't listen to it straight. I you know yeah, that's the beauty of podcasts. You can stop I start and, and come stop. back. But if I listen to one episode, I will listen to one episode over the course of a day, starting and stopping, getting out of my desk, going to meetings, going to lunch, just going to the bathroom. It takes you know, I, and then getting stopped in the hall. Like it, all that time gets taken up. That it does take me like a full day to you know listen to a whole episode of, of the Joe Rogan experience. So I can't imagine listening to a podcast for that long. I can't imagine recording a podcast for that long. And he does it every day. Like we're an hour and a half, and I'm not... first off, I thought it was going to be like forty five minutes because we have things to do after, but we've blown past that. Yeah. And secondly, I have to pee now. I can't imagine I have to sit here for four hours. Well, he stops. He he keeps recording, and he'll. He'll get up, or his guest will get up, whoever needs to go, and they'll just talk into the mic while the other guy's, you know, taking a leak, guy or gal, and uh, you know, so that's I mean, it's it's a it's a cool, free flowing kind of <coughs> show, and uh, also, how can I forget? I forgot I forgot one of the podcasts I listen to, hmm? the Q and A podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy that you listen to this. I'm, I'll be honest with you. Once I format it, upload it, and put it out, it's on the ether. I'm ready for the next one. Happy New Year, folks. Mm-hmm. I don't like listening to my voice, and I think that's most of I don't like listening to my voice either, yeah. but I still, I still okay. push myself. All right. So before we leave, because one more thing I wanted to do. Uh, going into 2018, what do you want to do with this podcast slash blog? Mm-hmm. And in the coming year, add guests. Mm-hmm. I've had people ask me about 
joining the show mm-hmm. for episodes. So that, that for sure, adding guests and uh, looking into other topics as well. Mm-hmm. We finally did a pop culture mm-hmm. geek show, but we don't. We did a lot of sports episodes this year, a lot of wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of expanding our topics as well. Um, yeah, those are the first two that come to mind. I have plans, I'm on plans. <laughs> Good. My first one, and the most important one, really, is to get you a damn microphone. <laughs> okay. That way we can do more, we can do at least once a week, in case I don't feel like driving, or do it up to two times a week. We do a lot. And this is the one I'm going to get you, this one right here. Thank you, Fat Kids deal. It's got a stand. It's got you can clip it on to your t- side of your table. You can pull it down and Just you can talk. Just forward it. To, forward the link to me. Send uh, send me the link and I'll I'll look at it. Okay. Um, forward your link. I'm gonna send you on Twitter. What the hell is your name on Twitter again? It's uh, Anthony underscore. You change it again. I'm trying to find the right Twitter handle. Uh, make it sweet. I got the Amazon Prime. I was going to buy it yesterday, but I forgot about it. Um, another thing I want to do, uh, this is for me personally, I want to get back to writing more. Or writing at all, I should say. I, I certainly miss you know, your work. I definitely miss reading your, your takes on, uh, and your analysis and, and uh, <coughs> research that you put into your, your, your articles. You're a good writer. That's the one, that's the one thing that's that's terrible. It's like uh, you want to do this, but it's doing this is like a second job. Yeah, like I come home I'm tired. Um, you got a then, family. Then my son, then my girlfriend, and like today, um, when my girl's at work. I have and it's me and him at home all day. Watching him is a job itself. You close your eyes for five seconds. There's Play-Doh all over the damn floor, <laughs> and all you can think about is. You're not even thinking about you're mad at him. All I can think about is, oh, she's going to kick my <laughs> ass when she gets home. Um, so write more. I also want to, this ties in what you're saying about basically defer, the, um, expanding our portfolio. I want more podcasts because I was thinking about what, what we could do. It's like we're watching UFC, the prelims, I believe, or is this 119 already? 219. 219. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Is it 219? or 219. Okay, so it's 219. So I don't pay attention to UFC. God damn, boy got just got knocked out. So I was I was like It was a highlight from an old fight. But hey, you, yeah. it don't matter when it was, you still got knocked the bleep out. So I was thinking like we do a UFC podcast. Like if I gave you if I basically all I gotta do is share the um the uh, the platform we record all that. Like how about you and John or you and somebody else who watches UFC, you and the other John and make a UFC podcast. We gotta think of a name, but we'll make it work. Uh, can't do hit the mat. That's I think that's kind of played out. <laughs> but I want to expand. Like I want to do more podcasts. I want I'm trying to do one again with my brother. Trying to get back him him and with him and do NBA and talk and video games. And you video guys, games. He's a, he's a gamer. Yeah. Trying to get back now. He's up in Chicago. Well, not Chicago. He's up in Illinois. He's around Chicago. He's about to freeze. Cause I think it's gonna be like negative a hundred up there. It's something like negative four, I think. But yeah, I want to do more podcasts and put out more content. Cause just like like I said with Disney, more content 
good thing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, happy new year, DQ. It was a it was a great year. It's a great year, and next year will be any, even better. We're going to work even harder to get this podcast out, get back to the writing. Because my dream, like it should be your dream, is to do this enough to where we don't have to work. Right. And we don't have to do this. <laughs> or get hired by someone. Start, a, start or join a podcasting empire. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, good with either. I'm good yeah, with either. I look at Shea Serrano and I see what he did. He was a teacher who wrote on the side and wrote for the Houston Press and just kept writing and worked his way up to Grantland and now he's full-time at The Ringer. Mm-hmm. And a best-selling author. Two-time. Two-time best-selling yes. author. And um, that's where I want. I'm, I mean, we're, we're starting a little older than he did. He's starting in like his late 20s. Yeah. We're in our early 30s. But I want to get there. I want to be more than just it's possible. someone who does it, I mean, on the side. Yeah. I got dreams, damn it. All right. Anything else, my friend? Happy New Year, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. See you in 2018. Yeah, Happy New Year. Talk to you in 2018. Talk to you in 2018. And uh, thanks for all the love and support. Uh, Thanks for sharing. Uh, If you can, leave us a review on iTunes. We would love to see that. Uh, See what we're doing right. See what we're doing wrong. See where we can improve. Uh, You want to give up your Twitter handle? I said it earlier. Uh, Well, mine is Quinn underscore 288. Um, That's it. See you in 2018. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.